It's time to take a journey to find your courage, break through your limits, and master your destiny. It's time for Ken D. Foster's Voices of Courage. Ken brings you some of the most courageous people on the planet that will inspire greatness within you and change your life for the better. It's time to see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. It's time for Voices of Courage. And here's your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome, everybody. This is uh, an amazing day to take your life to a new level, wouldn't you say? Well, I want to thank all of you for tuning in to Voices of Courage. And today our show is really about you rethinking your business in a life, and especially when things uh, maybe are going well. Now, that's kind of counterintuitive, right? Why am I going to rethink my business and life when things are going well? Well, I'll tell you why. Because um, you never know when all of a sudden something's going to happen for you. Uh, over the weekend, I was up in Yosemite, and I got a, a text from a friend of mine and one of our close friends had passed away at age 33. Um, he was a brilliant uh, young man, and he, uh, he had leukemia, but uh, the way that he handled it, he had all of us convinced that this was going to be something that he overcame. Well, unfortunately, it, it didn't. It didn't. It, he fought a great fight, but, you know, in the end, it just, it just took him, and it took a lot of us by surprise. So when I heard the news, you know, I stopped. I'm in the forest. I stopped. I started to ponder what's really important in life, what's really important um, to me and to my family. And, and you know, and so I, I'm thinking this through and I'm thinking, you know, we don't have to wait for moments like that to ponder. We really need to start pondering what's important to us at any point in time, right? Um those those moments don't happen a lot. I've had several people pass in in my life, but each time there is something that happens inside of me, and maybe this you can relate to this is you know there's something that shifts that that I slow down. I start to think about hmm, and you know when I'm sitting there, you know when I'm in my 80s or 90s and I'm looking back at my life. Am I looking back on a life well-lived or am I looking back on a life with regrets and I wish I could have, should have, would have done things differently? Well, I don't know about you, but I never want to be that, that person. So I thought about what could possibly stop me or possibly stop you from living your life to the fullest? And I thought about it. And what really came up for me was unresolved fears. Unresolved fears. Now, some fears are really easy to see, right? Fear of snakes, fear of spiders, fear of heights, fear of being in crowds, or fear of public speaking for some of you. Uh, maybe fear of running out of money. You can kind of, you get that. You feel it. You know when those things are happening, you get it. But other fears aren't that way. They're kind of underlying the surface. And we don't go around wearing our fears on our, on our sleeves. We go around going, hey, life's good. Everything's great. But when you have something like a, a, a death experience, uh, either a near-death experience, it could be yours or somebody else close to you like I did, I think about, well, 
am I living life to the fullest? And if not, what fear is there that would possibly stop me and maybe stop you from taking your, the leaps that we need to? So I thought about some of the underlying fears. You know, one of the fears that I, I know is fear of death, right? And I think, well, do I have fear of death? So I tuned in. I said, no, I'm good with that one. Fear of failure. Well, heck, I've failed enough in my life. I think I'm okay with that one. Fear of success. Oh, that's an interesting one. Hmm. Well, I'm very successful, but why? what's blocking me from being even more successful? And how do I define success? And I thought, so well, let me go deeper. Maybe fears of being alone. Hmm. What does that feel like? Wow. What if, I, what if all of a sudden my, my wife left me? And, you know, for, and, and I was alone. How would that be? Would I be afraid or would I be powerful? Would I be in a place where I can continue on doing what I love to do? You know, fear is an interesting uh, emotion. And a lot of us don't really even acknowledge that those fears are there. Now, part of that's our society, our culture, right? We're supposed to be strong. We're supposed to be fearless. We're supposed to be all that we can be. But we can't be all we can be unless we can really be real, be authentic, and and realize that fear is really there to empower us. So when we look at it, and we look at it and we go deep in it, it's there to get resolved. I had a friend uh, that came to, into my life, uh, actually a client, and his name was uh, Alan. Um, Alan was a uh, double for Tom Hanks in um, several of his movies, and he was a stuntman. And one day I asked him, I said, how do you overcome your fears? And he said, oh, well, get this, Ken. He says, I was recently on a set where they asked me to go up in a hot air balloon uh, 3,000 feet, and then jump out of the hot air balloon on, uh, with a bungee cord. And then as I bungeeing down, cut the cord and free fall to the ground. I got about 500 feet from the ground. I was to pull my parachute and then land on the ground safely. He said, let me tell you, I had fear of heights even going up in that hot air balloon, let alone cutting a bungee cord, let alone free falling and, and pairing a, uh, pulling a uh, a parachute. He said, so what I did was I, th- I thought through each one of my fears. And he said, what I used is I used fear to, re- when as soon as I felt uh, completely safe and the fear wasn't there anymore, he knew he could go on to the next step, right? So he used fear to resolve his issues. And I thought, that's brilliant. Why don't we all do that, right? Instead of going, I don't want to look at what I afraid of you know whether it's fear of of spiders or fear of heights it's like there is a gift in that for each one of you and i can go on with stories i I had a story of my my own uh, transformation of fear of heights where i decided i i wasn't going to have it anymore and i went out and uh went on a, a ledge about a 200 foot drop straight down and um i sat there and prayed about it until the fear passed and I was able to get up, stand back, uh, my back to that cliff, and walk away never to have fear of heights again. 
So we can resolve these things if we're willing to to do that, right? All right, so how do you get rid of these fears? Well, you can stand on a cliff and turn your back and pray. That's one way, but there are other ways. First of all, what I want to say is you want to acknowledge what's uh, what's not working in your life because fear leaves clues, and the clues are something is not working for you. That's generally uh, a sign that uh, there's something underneath the surface. Now, sure, it could be... Uh, some kind of a trauma trauma or a wound or, or there's a lot of things that can be but I can almost guarantee you that underlying those traumas and those wounds is some fears of some kind so you want to acknowledge that and then you know do what I do um, commit to getting rid of it no matter what no matter how long it takes uh, you know and you don't have to get rid of all your fears at once start with one at a time that's what I've done and listen I'm pretty fearless guy these days. In fact, I wrote a book. It's called The uh, Courage to Change Everything. Why did I write that book? Because I realized that unless we are committed to really changing just about everything in our lives from one season to the next, in other words, you're a, you're a teenager. Now you got to change into a, a young adult. Now you got to change into a, maybe a business person. Now you got to change into a family person. Now you got to change into a grandparent. Now you change into a, a wise uh, book writer. You all along the way, we're letting go and shedding uh, these identities of who we think we are, and we're stepping into our power, stepping into our greatness. So that book uh, is a powerful uh, book. You can get it at CourageToChange.us. And I want to say this. If you're like me, if you're a person that wants to really take your business and your life to the next level, then I really encourage you to awaken your inner genius and find the courage to transform your life one day at a time. That's what the book's all about. I hope you check it out. All right, coming up next in my next segment, I have a, uh, uh, a fellow. His name is Jeff Holler. He's going to tell you his story about how he completely shifts how people do business. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. The most talented athletes in the world rely on a coach to get better. And the most successful business people do the same. I have found working with Ken D. Foster to be an extraordinary experience. He helped me to expand my vision, increase profits, and showed me the way to have more fulfillment and success in my life. Ken D. Foster is the coach's coach for business and life. He has been nicknamed the coach of the successful and wealthy. Ken is an instrumental part of my team and the success I have generated over the past 12 months. Ken gave me the strategies to increase productivity, reduce turnover, and take my business to the next level. So what's holding you back? Ken D. Foster is a master business coach with proven strategies to dramatically increase efficiency and productivity while maximizing individual development and fulfillment. Explore your possibilities. For a free consultation, log on to KenDFoster.com. That's KenDFoster.com. KenDFoster.com. There comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life. A time to seek freedom from the anxiety, addiction, and other issues that may be bringing you down. A time to heal and reemerge as the real you. 
Villa Kalima is a holistic residential recovery program exclusively for women for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinical and holistic therapies for the mind, body, and spirit to assure sustainable recovery. Villa Kalima focuses on healing the cause, not temporarily masking symptoms. It's the only way to truly recover and find yourself again. Villa Kalima is located in a beautiful, peaceful, resort-like setting and is a licensed and accredited residential treatment center accepting a variety of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today by calling Villa Kalima in La Costa, California at 760-814-8214. 760-814-8214. Villa Kalima, a place for transformation. We're back with Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, I want to thank you for tuning in to Voices of Courage. If you're new to the show, get ready to see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. And if you're enjoying the great content and insights of my show, then I'd like you to check out my new affiliate. It's You can check them out at talkradio.nyc, talkradio.nyc. It's an online station dedicated to empowering, uplifting, and educating its listeners through a variety of shows hosted by local New York City professionals covering topics such as business, nonprofits, consciousness and business and personal development it's a station that offers a broad array of fantastic shows so i hope you check them out talkradio.nyc they are streaming from the heart of the big apple 24 hours a day and we are on it uh which what does that mean to my listeners and my show right it means we're now in a hundred countries we've gone from 38 last week to a hundred countries that we are now broadcasting to we're on over 115 stations so all of you that are listening to us for the first time out there i want to welcome you and i encourage you to go to courage to change.us courage to change.us to find out uh about us and also there's a lot of past shows you want to listen to the amazing people we've had on this show okay so now online with me is mr jeff holler and jeff is a uh, a man who is a driving force in business. He's an author. He's an expert speaker. Uh, he's inspiring corporate leaders, entrepreneurs, and individuals to rethink how they do business. And he is the founder of the Capital Chart Room Limited that serves some of the most respected and successful entrepreneurs in Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. He is a certified financial planner, and Jeff holds a bachelor's degree in business from Florida State. Jeff, welcome to the show. Ken, thanks thanks for having me. I'm looking at you on Facebook Live. Uh, I, I guess you and Jana and Robin, and I have to tell you, I didn't get the memo. I didn't wear a blue shirt today, but uh, it's great to be with you. Thank you for having me. Well, well, listen, do you have blue underwear on? Is there something blue that you have going? What's what's going on here? What do you mean you didn't I do get have, the memo? I, I will match. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, I want to jump right into it with you. Uh, what uh, led you to write your book, uh, Bigger Than Business? 
having dinner with a good friend of mine, Alan Sears, who's the founder uh, of the Alliance Defending Freedom. That's a group that fights a lot of the court cases for sanctity of life, religious liberty, and, and marriage and family. And we were talking about business as ministry, about uh, running a business as a steward, not as an owner, as somebody who works for God, not at, as the owner of the business. And um, you know, Alan said, Jeff, you need to write a book about that. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, books out there about the theology around how we should live our faith seven days a week, but there aren't many books that give examples of business owners who are actually doing it and how they do it and why they do it. And my initial reaction was, you know, I'm not writing a book. <laughs> and uh, uh, he asked Alan asked me to pray about it, and I did. And and he felt like the Holy Spirit was leading him to encourage me to do that. And and he was right. I ultimately God placed on my heart to write the book and. And actually, um, more than anything, it, it was an act of obedience for me. I, I didn't have an intention to initially. Um, it was something I resisted as God started placing on my heart I should do this. Um, I had a hundred reasons why I shouldn't. I own and run a business. I've got a lot of commitments, and yet uh, um, God made it clear that that's what he wanted me to do. And so I had a choice to either do it or not, and I chose to, to be obedient to God's calling and, and venture out and do it. You and, know, uh, you know, I think I think uh, I had about a fear of writing a book. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, yeah, I tell everybody, books don't write us. We write, or we don't write books. Books write us, and it is that that spirit that comes through that we listen to. But I have a question for you. Um, how do you know it was God calling you to write this book? What were the signs for you? Because I think you know a lot of times we a lot of people don't pay attention to those signs. That's why I'm asking you this. Yeah, that, that's a, a great question. I, I um, uh, since a, uh, a very important turning point in my faith life, I've made a habit of, of uh, doing prayer and devotion early every morning, of spending time on my knees in prayer and 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 taking things like this to God and and um, and, and trying to get clarity. Uh, one of the, the uh, the subjects in my book, David Green, who owns Hobby Lobby stores, uh, mm-hmm. said never make an important decision until you have absolute clarity uh, from God that this is what He wants you to do. And and I just it, it was just a sense more than anything, uh, and it, it was pretty easy for me to recognize it was from God because I was resisting it. <laughs> I love it. And I kept getting the sense, no, you, you, I said, hey, I've never written a book. I don't know anything about writing a book, publishing, and and I just kept getting this piece. Hey, it's going to be okay. I just want you to do this. And it's the peace that I had around it that, that led me to go ahead and, and commit. That's great. Um, David Green, Hobby Lobby. I'm trying to get him on my show. So if you can help me, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I just finished his book. I'll, I'll do uh, that. I love, love that. <laughs> I love his new book. It's awesome. Um, so you ended up with stories from six different continents. Let's talk about that a little bit. How did that happen? Another great question. Why, when I uh, said, "Okay, God, I'll I'll write the book," but it's your book, and you know, you just you know, point me in the right direction. I'll do the work. I'm I'm disciplined. I like to write. Um, the reason I didn't want to write a book actually is I'm a slow and deliberate writer. I knew it would take a great effort, but I enjoy it. So. 
Um, I said it's your book, and I knew I only knew one person that I would want to feature in it. Um, that was David Green. He's a longtime friend and, and spiritual mentor. Um, and so I just started praying and, and said, okay, where'd I go? Who did I talk to? And, and so different people started coming to mind. I started going and networking with those people, and one person led me to another who led me to another that became a subject for the book. And early on, um, one of the people I networked with said, hey, there's a guy in Brazil that, that you need to go talk to. His name is Georgie Nishimura, um, and his story is perfect. And, and I said, Brazil? <laughs> I, I don't I don't." just wasn't intended to go to Brazil because I was going to personally go interview everybody. And, and he said, well, just Skype with him and see what you think. So I Skype with Georgie and, and his story is, is fascinating. So I ended up going to Brazil to interview him. And, um, the same person said, well, there's a, I've got a guy in Indonesia that's got a fascinating story. And, and, uh, I had, I've got ministries. My wife and I are involved in Rwanda and we had a woman, uh, who we befriended there who was a genocide survivor who had a fabulous story. And so I said, you know what? I've already got four of the seven continents. You know, and God just placed on my heart, make it a global book to show that this is not just pertinent to the United States, that this is a global movement where people see their business or their ministry. It's the way they fulfill their purpose uh, that God created them for. And uh, so I was, I, through the networking, found a business owner on every continent except Antarctica. I could not find a a business owner on Antarctica. So uh, that's why it's six of seven. Listen, there's plenty of penguins you could have uh, interviewed up there. I'm just being silly with you. But That's listen, scientists. Uh, scientists, there are scientists up there, definitely. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, one thing I related with you, you said a slow and deliberate writer, boy. Uh, my my latest book is just uh, hitting uh, this, uh, this month, October 22nd. It took me six years to write this thing. So I get slow and deliberate. It's my seventh book, but I, I get that. But anyway, listen, I want to ask you something. Um, you interviewed these amazing, courageous people, right? What did they have in common? Yes, sir. What did they have in common? What did they have in common? Uh, that, and you know what? I'm going to have to take a break here in about a minute, so we might not get the full answer to that. But what did these people have in common that made them courageous in, in uh, people that really transformed their lives from places that were really pretty dark places? Yeah, that, that that's a, a really good question, and I, I think it, there are a number of things. Uh, one is they they personally came to understand um, through scripture and and also through experience what what they enjoyed the most, what their calling was, and what their unique abilities were. Either they came to understand that, or somebody else recognized it in them. Um, and unique unique abilities, I consider something that not only do we excel at it, but they give us energy when we do them. We're passionate about it. Um, and so they came to understand their, their, their calling, and then through their business, they, it, their calling became their purpose by giving control to God one day at a time and becoming a steward versus an owner of the business and, and making it God's business. So uh, the calling was first, and they all in different ways conveyed this, that that, that was really uh, – uh, commonality, and then taking that calling and bringing it in into uh, fulfilling the purpose that God has created them for. Um, another thing that uh, kind of ties okay, in. Listen, listen, listen I got to yeah, uh, take a break, Jeff. We'll be right back. And I, uh, when we come back, I want to ask you first thing how people can also get your book. So we'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. 
Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. If you're an author, speaker, or organization committed to changing the world and you need a partner to support you with PR, your website, or social media, Wasabi Publicity is the perfect fit. Wasabi Publicity works with companies and individuals committed to doing good in the world. Everything they do is instilled with passion, impact, and brilliance. Go to wasabipublicity.com. That's wasabipublicity.com to schedule a call with Wasabi CEO, Drew Gerber. We're back with Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome back. The show is called The Courage Rethink Your Business and Life. And uh, I want to ask you, women, pay attention right now. If you're in the San Diego area and you're a woman, are you somebody that is looking for a, com- a company or organization that uh, not only will support you in growing your business, but also will support you in your spiritual values and helping you to grow your life? Well, there's an organization called Women's Wisdom, which has been assisting women business owners for many years, since 1991. And they are San Diego's premier networking group for purpose-driven inspired women. So I encourage you to check it out at womenswisdom.net. That's womenswisdom.net. Also want to thank all of you for tuning in. And again, appreciate uh, our new listeners and new friends that are coming onto the show. Uh, If you let your friends know about us or go on to our Facebook page and give us some likes. I have people in the back that are watching you right now. If you do that, if you uh, send some likes to us, we will send you my book, Release, Renew, Evolve, and uh, for your your benefit, for you to take your any kind of negative thinking in your life and get rid of it permanently. How cool is that? So all you got to do is go on Facebook right now and give us some likes and shout outs. And uh, Rachel will be uh, taking uh, note of that and we'll get you that book. All righty. Back to my show. So I'm on a line with Jeff uh, Holland and Jeff Holler. And Jeff has a, uh, a book out that we're talking about. Jeff, let's, uh, let's talk about how to get the, uh, the book. The, the, the book is available on our website, www.biggerthanbusiness.com. Just the name of the business, the book, biggerthanbusiness.com. It's also available on Amazon. Uh, there are a lot of great reviews on Amazon. You can, you can uh, learn more about it there. It's, it's also available on Audible. Uh, so a number of different ways you, you can acquire the book. 
Okay, you know, you had a question that uh, uh, came to my mind when you were talking about purpose. And um, how does someone come to understand and live their life breathed with God's purpose? How, how does that happen? I, I think it, it goes back, and again, this is, is a commonality of, of the, the uh, subjects in the book, uh, is, is one first kind of understanding your calling, what God designed you to do. And, and you get some real insight into that by understanding what you excel at and what you love to do, where, where you have passion. That gives you great insight into what God created you, you for. And then the way that, that transitions into your life purpose is is turning to God and giving up control and and following his path that he's prepared he he created each of us for a purpose and and the the subjects in my book it's it's really fascinating they all serve different purposes they all do it different ways um but they all uh, it all focuses on how much they depend on God and how much they turn to him in every phase of their life um, so our, our calling becomes our purpose when, when we're, we're following the path God provides for us one day at a time. And, and so uh, the subjects in the book and myself, we all strive every day just to, to seek each day what God has for us and to try and follow that. You know, there uh, this week, um, and I'm going to paraphrase what this guy said, but it was an executive from uh, one of the uh, drug companies that basically said that uh, we're not there to heal people. We're there to make profits for our shareholders. And um, so I'd like to get your comment on that, because I think you you have a different business model, a model that people are really starting to pay attention to. Um, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think that that model is is um, on the way out. I think people are realizing that there's a lot more to business than just in, enhancing shareholder profits. Um, in, in privately held businesses, most public companies, that's that's what they exist for, to enhance shareholder profits. In privately held companies, we don't have to answer to Wall Street. We don't have to every quarter meet with the analysts and, and meet their expectations. And, and we are free to, to, to follow where God leads us, to invest in the things that God's calling us to invest in, even if it doesn't turn a profit right away. Um, uh, David Green, you know, I, I asked each of the book subjects during my interviews, you know, do, do the decisions you make always make economic sense? Mm-hmm. And David Green and, and another of the, of the other subjects answered in different ways, but said you can't always get there with a calculator. Um, and again, since you know David and his new book, for example, they decided to close their stores at one time on Sunday, and he thought they were going to lose millions of dollars in doing that. But it was for his employees that he did it um, because he wanted them to have a day to focus on their family. If they wanted to go to church, to go to church. And instead, it increased their retention. Uh, the customers readjusted how they shopped, and they ended up making more money. Um, another decision he made that he couldn't get there with a calculator that did not he didn't think would enhance shareholder profit um, was he decided to raise minimum wage their minimum wage and he raised it up over a five year period to a minimum wage that's beyond what uh, uh, everybody's talking about in the United States now and he did it because he had a bunch of single mothers working that had many of them had to work two jobs to take care of their family and he said that's that's ridiculous I want them to be able to work one job and work here and and earn a good wage and so he over a five-year period ramped up their hourly wages thought it would cost them millions of dollars well guess what 
they ended up making more money because they could retain the best of the best employees. They could hire the best, and the people were so much more happier and more productive. So, so what, what, I'm, what, I'm hearing you, what I'm hearing you say, because this is the message, what I'm hearing you say is values-based, mission-driven, purpose-driven businesses are on the rise because it makes economic sense. It's, it's, not, because, it's not driven by the economics. Um, it's, it's driven because it's the right thing to do. Um, every subject in, in my book, their cultures reflect their beliefs. Um, and these aren't Christian businesses. They're, they're businesses run on biblical principles. Um, every one of those subjects said they will hire um, anybody of any faith. They want the right person in the right job. But the people they hire have to at least understand and respect um, the source of the values in their culture, the biblical values. And so, um, you know, it, it's a good way for them to have a testimony to people about what living their faith is really about within their company. And by the way, it doesn't matter what faith somebody is or has no faith. How can somebody not want to work in an organization that treats you with respect, um, which is honest, with which puts integrity at the top of the list? And so focusing on... Um, doing the right things the right way, in, in this case, in my book, based on biblical principles, is the focus. And, and frankly, that's led to fantastic economic gain for – the economics weren't the focus. I, I, I get it. I get it. And, and I'm glad you answered it that way. I bet my audience is getting it, too, because it's like, you know, you're right. You know, we got to put the value first. The values drive us. Because when we're doing the right thing, we're stepping into a place of, of integrity in the workplace where people treat each other with kindness, respect. When they make, when they make a, uh, a, a conscious decisions to put people first over profits, life gets better for everybody and that business grows and thrives as a result of the people. Because businesses are about people, they're about relationships, they're about us caring about each other and helping each other grow, evolve, and bring out the greatness in us. So I get it. So let me ask you this. How will people benefit from reading uh, Bigger Than Business in 30 seconds or less? Because I've got to go, and then I got to give them the, I want to give them the website again, biggerthanbusiness.com. Let me do it up front, biggerthanbusiness.com. Uh, Jeff, how do people benefit from the book? Books also available on, on Amazon and on Audible, uh, bigger than business. So um, three ways. One, they'll gain, gain clarity about what it means uh, to live their God-given purpose, and they'll see examples of that. It's not just telling them. They'll see how people have actually done it in the business world. Um, you'll become more confident that you, too, can serve God right where you are, no matter what you do. Um, and I think uh, by reading and seeing these examples, um, the way it's changed people's lives, I think everybody will want to make a deeper commitment to turn total control of their life over to Christ. I think that's what they'll get from the book. Well, I tell you what, I'm so blessed to have you on my show today. You've opened my heart. I know you've opened the heart of our listeners. And uh, stay tuned, Jeff. Stay on, because I've got uh, two amazing ladies in studio with me who just told me that uh, their business was founded exactly on the principles we're talking about here. So we'll be right back. 
We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. There comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life. A time to seek freedom from the anxiety, addiction, and other issues that may be bringing you down. A time to heal and reemerge as the real you. Villa Kalima is a holistic residential recovery program exclusively for women for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinical and holistic therapies for the mind, body, and spirit to assure sustainable recovery. Villa Kalima focuses on healing the cause, not temporarily masking symptoms. It's the only way to truly recover and find yourself again. Villa Kalima is located in a beautiful, peaceful, resort-like setting and is a licensed and accredited residential treatment center accepting a variety of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today by calling Villa Kalima in La Costa, California at 760-814-8214. 760-814-8214. Villa Kalima, a place for transformation. Hi, this is Ken D. Foster here. Are you an author or a would-be author? If so, a few of my New York Times best-selling authors some of my book marketing strategists, and I are going to be teaching you how to write, market, and launch your book to bestseller status at no cost to you. Learn from the experts that I use, their formulas and simple strategies to make your book a bestseller. To find out more, log on to couragetochange.us forward slash invite. couragetochange.us forward slash invite. Okay, in studio with me, I am so excited. I have uh, Dana Dimitri, and she is an RN. She's an author, a speaker, and co-founder of Lean Healthy Ageless. She has been a guest on a variety of national local shows, including Fox News Dallas, 700 Club, ABC News Now, and Moody Broadcasting's award-winning Midday Connection. Dana, welcome. Thank you. Good. And I also have your uh, co-author, uh, Robin Thompson. Robin is a advanced clinical weight loss practitioner and co-founder of Lean Healthy Ageless. She has worked with cutting-edge nutritional companies and received training from some of the top doctors and scientists in the industry. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Okay. So I am so excited to have you two on the line. You know, we're just talking to uh, Jeff Holler, and um, you were talking about your business and how it was formed. Let's talk a little bit about that first. Let's get into that. How? What was that? Well, Robin and I met probably 20-plus years ago. Um, I founded a ministry called Women of Purpose here in San Diego, live women's events. And she was on our board, and we just had this great friendship. But we lost connection, as life would have it. I moved to Europe with my family for a couple of years. And so we hadn't connected as, as you know, personally or business or anything. And I started uh, continuing to do what I've done for many years, health coaching and weight loss coaching and so forth. But Robin was doing fabulous things and became a guest on a podcast. And she was just brilliant on some of the issues of women so challenged with keeping weight off as they're, as they're, you know, aging. We like to call them ageless. And so tell them, you know, we, we moved on to some cooking shows and. Well, we had, we, we, I did the podcast and Dana really liked what I was saying. And so I said, well, let's do some recipes and some cooking shows and that kind of thing. And we were having so much fun together and I had been praying for a business partner, 
somewhat of a mentor, somebody, a woman that had the same mindset. And Dana came back into my life right at that time. And when we decided to come together as a business, I had said, I don't want our business just to be about profit. I want to build a kingdom business, which is what Jeff was talking yeah, about. Jeff was yeah. talking. In fact, yeah. he used those exact words. And I, yeah, exactly. And Diana was totally a little older than her, and <laughs> <laughs> just so, for, just fourteen years. Totally in line with years. that. Okay. And um, so we we decided, and we you know we pray every morning um, about what God wants us to do in our business, and. This is what's come out of it. We have our website. So I don't I don't know why we called the book Eat La Eat, Eat Live Thrive Diet. It could have just been the God Diet. It could have been. It, it could have been. been. It could have been. <laughs> been. Probably would have been yeah. a little more controversial, yeah, but yeah. I love the title by the way. It's really awesome. But it's about celebrating life and yeah. you know, it's not about all about restriction. It's about making we talk about the purpose driven life and and you were talking about the courage to live with purpose well when our health is failing when we are not our physical best we cannot yeah. and so i'm 67 and you know because i feel 40 something yeah. i can live a more purposeful life i'm not being held back so yeah. it lives and, right and you know it's it's interesting cuz you you are very um slim and attractive and beautiful and you you can you know, i can look at you and tell that you've taken care of yourself um, when you walk out into the world, there are so many people that are suffering with health diseases that are that are your age. Yes. And how do you feel about that when you see that? It makes me sad. I mean, both Robin and I, we were trying to scream from the rooftops. We don't care what your age is. Yeah. It is never too late to turn back the clock to get healthier. Um, and really, 70% is in our control. 30% is out of our control. Genetics, gender, so forth. 70% is lifestyle. It is lifestyle, and a lot of people want to change their lifestyle. They want to do better, right? I, I mean, it, just think about New Year's resolutions. How many people want to, they make a resolution, they want to stick with it, but they can't. What keeps people from not keeping those resolutions when it comes to dieting spe specifically? Uh, two things. One is they haven't made a commitment many times, but I think bigger than that is their belief systems. Mm -hmm. And we dedicated a good portion of the book to changing habits from the inside out. And a lot of the beliefs that they have that they're a failure, they can't stick to a diet, um, they have cravings that they can't control, those types of things. We teach them in our book how to change those mindsets because those mindsets are driving them and that's what keeps them from not having long-term okay. sustainability. So in that book, I can change my mindset. I can, Absolutely. I can, I can get the yeah. mindset of a healthy, vital way of thinking around eating. Mm -hmm. And it's Is, a very biblical principle, but it's, mm -hmm. it's, it works for everybody. And it's about identifying the lies you believe, literally taking them captive, kind of squashing them. Cause we, we have more power than we think over our thoughts, but we have to learn the skills to erase and replace those old negative lies that we're believing. And it takes some consistency, a lot of repetition, but it, it's, it's changed my life in many ways. We can Perhaps talk I, I, about later. Okay, well, I I want to talk yeah. about that right now. Actually, so what uh, personal challenges have each of you had when it comes to maintaining your health? Well, I'll start since we're on the subject of renewing our minds, and I'll say, as a young woman, I looked at myself and looked at my girlfriends, and I said what so many women still say today. This is you know. 50 years ago, uh, I'm fat and I started to diet. So this is 13, 14 years old. By the time I'm 16, 17, I am bulimic. 
by the time I'm in college, ironically, nursing school, I am binging and purging up to five times a day. Okay. So lots of lies, right? What right. was holding me back? Uh, I can't lose weight. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not skinny enough. Now I'm obsessed with food. So I had all these lies. And I was taking such poor care of myself, taking diet pills and so forth because I felt so out of control that now I've got physiological things happening. I start to have panic attacks. I feel like I'm dying. I feel like I'm losing my mind. And the new messages, you're dying. You're losing your mind. So all this negativity is just, you know, sending me down a dark black hole. Of course. I, I came to faith during that time of fear. You opened the show with fear, mm -hmm. and I had the fear, the fear of dying, the fear of losing my mind, the fear of never being pretty enough, skinny enough, and so forth. So one of the first faith lessons I learned, biblical truths, is that we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so I really practiced what we teach in Eat, Live, Thrive Diet. And I started to identify those lies, took the thoughts captive, both about my panic attacks, my eating disorder, and all that. And interestingly, on the panic attacks, which I suffered for over five years. At about six months of giving myself new statements and squashing the old lies, I started to have those panic attacks less often. And when they came, they were less severe. Within nine months, they were completely gone. So that is how we can transform from the inside out. Wow, that's amazing. Um, same question. Well, mine is more from a physical standpoint versus the spiritual, emotional I had been coaching people for, gosh, about 20 years in health and weight loss. I'd been relatively lean most of my life. And all of a sudden, in my <coughs> late 30s, early 40s, I started gaining weight. And like many women in that age bracket, things were changing. And what I was teaching my clients was not working for me anymore. So I'm completely out of integrity, feeling like, what the heck is going on? But I am a big researcher, and I just started reading and researching and trying to figure out what I needed to shift. And those are a lot of the strategies in the book. I was able to implement some of those. We'll talk about those more, but get lean again. And, and the energy came back, and my mental focus came back, and just feeling better. You know, I get that. Is it simple to lose Weight and get it's not really about losing weight, is it? It's something else. It's about I mean, healthy choices, it's about yeah. consistent healthy choices. Consistent that's what I was trying to get. I was thinking stop start patterns. We start a diet, we stop a diet. We're you know, on, so we start on. a diet and somebody gives me an apple pie. I'm like, gosh darn, you know, it's so and so's birthday. <laughs> I just have to have the birthday cake, right? How do we overcome that stuff? A lot of what Dana was just talking about, the change in the mindset, the belief system. Um, we have a client right now that uh, I was just talking to who has, has this exact problem. She says, I feel like I'm, um, I'm a re uh, like a rebounder or I'm a yo-yo dieter. And I started asking her, what is it that you really believe? Do you believe that you can st stick with a healthy lifestyle? And she said, no. I said, there's the problem. Mm -hmm. So changing that belief, like Dana says, it doesn't happen overnight, but catching herself when she's feeling the negative emotions around that, the frustration, the discouragement. At that point, I was like snapping my hands and going, you got to stop it right then and catch it and then start speaking over yourself the truth. You okay. can. I got to take a break. Mm -hmm. Listen, eat, live, thrive, diet, the book, it's on Amazon. And uh, we'll be right back. I'm going to talk about uh, phase one, phase two, and phase three in this book, Elimination, Discovery, and Lifestyle. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. 
Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life, and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity, or increase your courage, step into your power, and forge into the unknown, where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. If you, your company, or organization is out to change the world and you need a team that produces results to take your message to the next level, Wasabi Publicity is the perfect fit. Recognized by PR Week and Good Morning America for its innovative business practices, Wasabi Publicity works with companies and individuals committed to doing good in the world. Whether it's creating an engaging website, building a passionate social media tribe, or connecting their clients with top media influencers like Good Morning America, The New York Times, and Oprah. Everything they do is instilled with passion, impact, and brilliance. If you're an author, speaker, or organization committed to changing the world, and you need a partner to support you with PR, your website, or social media, go to wasabipublicity.com. That's wasabipublicity.com to schedule a call with Wasabi CEO, Drew Gerber. Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are talking about the courage to rethink uh, your business and life. Right now, we're focusing on the life side of that with uh, Dana Dimitri and Robin Thompson. They have a new book out called Eat, Live, Thrive, a Diet. And it is so much more than a diet. I'm loving our conversation. Listen, but before I get to them, I want to just give a quick shout out to my new affiliate. Uh, we, If you like great content and insights on my show, then I really encourage you to check out talkradio.nyc. That's talkradio.nyc. They're an online station dedicated to empowering, uplifting, and educating their listeners through a variety of shows hosted by local New York City professionals. So if you want to check out what the Big Apple thinks, tune into that show. Again, it's uh, talkradio.nyc. Okay. All right, back. We're back. Let's see. Elimination, discovery, lifestyle. Who wants to take that on? Well, I'll start. Okay. So the diet can... This is Dana. This is Dana. Um, It really is a lifestyle, the three segments to it. But the philosophy is we think people do best when they lose weight in a similar way they're going to keep it off because they have to learn how to live in a real world. So we start with a little bit of a jump start and with an intention of eliminating some what we call food culprits, the things that we know are holding most people back from health and weight loss. And some of them have to do with, of course, just unnecessary 
things we don't we don't need a lot of added sugar we don't need a lot of white flour so elimination is three different levels you can start as simple as eliminating all grains and sugar for 14 days or you can go level two and three where we take out even more potential food culprits um, such as dairy uh, nuts legumes for just again for about 14 days because we find that Uh, especially as people age and as women age, there are more and more food sensitivities, not allergies, but sensitivities that manifest in so many different ways, inflammation throughout the body, certainly the inability to lose weight or even gain promoting gain weight gain but many other things that uh people just don't know they don't know what it is to feel good so, so I, they they forgot what it feels like to feel good exactly and I, you know i i make it a point to do a cleanse uh usually every quarter a, lar- a long uh, a, a large but once a month i do uh, i do like a three-day a, a three-day kind of fast, juice fast type of yep. thing. And then once a week, I try to do one day where I'm just giving my body a rest. Absolutely. Right? So, but, you know, that's that's me. I don't know. A lot of people go, oh, I'm never going to do well, that. And people think but that it's hard. but They it's, think it's hard, but it's really not. It's not. And, in fact, of course, we wrote this with mature women in mind. Ageless, we call you. But I got a feeling a lot of men it, want to read this. No, too. it this works. This is a good book. And and husbands and boyfriends and brothers are losing weight too because it, the men just lose faster. Darn it, anyway. Uh, but so the elimination. I always thought the yeah, women yeah, lost yeah, faster. Yeah. But no, go ahead. but so the elimination, the initial elimination, lasts fourteen days, and they're taking out those foods, and then that moves them to the second phase. Well, the second phase is called the discovery phase. And this is where it becomes really very personalized, very customized, because it is not cookie cutter size. There is no one size fits all for every body. And so during the discovery phase, you're actually bringing back some of those foods that you had eliminated. And now you're testing them, but you you bring them back one at a time and you test them in your body. We give you all sorts of uh, things to look for, such as sensitivity, which might be a headache. It could be congestion. It could be joint aches, uh, could be skin problems, digestive issues, energy, depression, emotional health, anxiety. All of these things can come from food. And so when you're testing them, you're really figuring out, is this food for my body, is this a good food for my body or does my body not like it so much? You know, that's an interesting concept. I know I probably, it's probably in the book where we, we switch our thinking around food is something that uh, we, we seek for pleasure as opposed to food is medicine, food is energy, food is helping us, this body, become vital. Absolutely. In fact, we often say food can cause many of our diseases, but it can also the right foods can cure them. So you have to look at food accurately. And we also have this kind of a non-legalistic approach to it. So it's like you can have anything you want anytime you want it. You're choosing not to. It's very different. Again, going back to that mindset, you're choosing. Why are you choosing? Because you want to have the best health possible. You want to feel the best. But we have so many recipes and substitutions for the foods that people think that they think they can't live without that it really makes it easy. You know, grain-free snickerdoodle muffins. We have a chocolate recipe. We have flatbread, all sorts of things that people go, wow, it's not, it's not that hard to eat healthfully. And they taste good. I have a, I have a wife. My wife, Judy, is a gourmet uh, vegan cook, and she knows how to, de- to do this. In fact, I can hardly wait to bring this home to her because she's going to see some of those recipes in the book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's going to enjoy them. Yeah. Um, And in that, when you've 
had that personal discovery, it's much easier to make those choices. It's not somebody telling you, can you can you don't eat that food, don't eat this food. It's discovery. And when you learn it for yourself, you're in this position of power to make that choice, a true choice for yourself. And then, of course, from the discovery phase, you move into the lifestyle phase. You take all that data as you are figuring out which foods are good for you, which aren't, and you create a long-term sustainable eating plan that you can enjoy, that works for you, knowing I'm going to have these foods added back into my diet, and maybe some of these foods that I was sensitive to, they're going to be called caution foods for me. So I'm not going to eat them on a regular basis, but that doesn't mean I may never have them. I might have a ch- choose to have them, and maybe I'll have a consequence with that. You know, if I want to eat, for me, I don't do well with conventional wheat. But if I want to go to a wedding and eat some wedding cake, I'm going to make that choice. I'm going to enjoy in the celebration. Now, I might not feel great the next day, and I'm going to pay for it in that way, and then I just get right back on my my Get lifestyle right back plan. On. Mm-hmm. Okay, listen. The book is Eat, Thrive, Live Diet. Uh, Dana, uh, Dana Dimitri and Robin Thompson. You can find it on Amazon. You can also get it at EatLiveThriveDiet.com. Cool. And some free resources there too, free recipes and so forth. Do you have any workshops or anything coming up? Well, what we do actually is we have a Eat, Live, Thrive Academy where we actually do virtual coaching all over the world. Wow. So we do live coaching sessions via Zoom, right? you know, video sessions. And it's just a great way to come alongside people that want to ask us questions. And what about this? What about that? First step, probably get the book. Yep. Second step, call you. How did they get a hold of you for the coaching? Actually, the coaching, eatlivethriveacademy.com. Okay. And if they go to eatlivethrivediet.com, there's a link there as well. I love that. I love the fact that you're supporting people along the way. Um, any final thoughts? Just that um, it's not just about weight loss. It is about living the best life, the most vital life and into long, you know, having longevity and so that you can fulfill the purposes that God have for you. I love that. Thanks so much, ladies. Our pleasure. Dana, Dimitri, and Robin Thompson. The book is Eat, Live, Thrive, Diet. We're always interested in what you have to say. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or send your questions and comments to viewer at voicesofcourage.us. And you can find the recordings of this show and all of our replays on VoicesOfCourage.us. Till next time, live a blessed life and eat, thrive, and l- eat, live, and thrive. Yes. Thanks for joining us for Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting VoicesOfCourage.us. And we're always interested in what you have to say. So follow Ken on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or email your questions and comments to viewer at VoicesOfCourage.us. Also, you can find all of Ken's previous shows by visiting VoicesOfCourage.us. Be sure to join us next time as Ken brings more stories of courage that will inspire greatness within you and change your life for the better. Until next time, live courageously and see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. This has been Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster.